Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. That's right, it's the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. I'm Martin Weiss, joined here with my co-host, Will Blackman. Week 10 of the NFL is upon us, but before we do that, to borrow a phrase from my friend Will Damish from my friend Dave Damashek, Will, let's take a look in the rearview mirror and uh, and go back to the news of the week and the biggest storyline out. The Colts fired head coach Frank Reich, not too big of a surprise, but the guy who was on the TV Sunday breaking down the Colts 0 for 13, uh, third down performance, six sack performance. Shout out to Matt Judon, West Bloomfield High School alumni with three of them things. The guy who was breaking that down is now going to be the guy trying to correct it on Sunday, Jeff Saturday, straight from the TV to the interim head coaching job. Well, I want your perspective from a few different places here. But first, okay. you're a defensive back. You're on the Indianapolis Colts. You're 3-3-1. Three, three and one. And they hired a guy from TV to come be your head coach. Okay. <laughs> you, like, what's my your thoughts? opinion? Like, what's your take? Like, what do you do? All right. I mean, so obviously you go to work, but like, so how do you feel about first, that? First like, of all, let's, let's get this out the way. He was a consultant on the team. So that's, he's a consultant on the team. So he understands everything that's going on day to day in there. Obviously he's in with the GM and with the owner, like he's, he's in the building. So he's there. Day to day. It's not like, they literally took him off set and was like, hey, like he's a consultant. Um, <laughs> but I want to say this, too. Like, I'm not about to go crazy and argue about a guy who was given a temporary job. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a interim head coach. Let's let's get somebody in there just to kind of stop the bleeding. You know what I mean? And um, I mean, this See? it's. It's a temporary job, man. Like so many people we haven't heard of has stepped in to this role um, for, for this for this temporary job uh, so, to, to be a head coach. So the biggest thing, man, is you just you just want to get a guy who can like just lead men. It's not people get caught up in terms of like X's and O's. Can we can we call this play? Can we do this, that and the third? But can you just get can you get 53 men to compete? You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's the biggest thing. And, you know, apparently. Um, obviously with him and his, his pedigree, his, his history there, you know, he was, he was known to be, you know, one of the consummate leaders of those Colts teams. So bro, it is what it is, bro. Come on now. All right. I don't know. I Look, come on now. What though? I'm not, I'm not selling it. I'm just saying he's look, a, he's a temporary coach. Like what, what do you want? In the last, in the last two years, television has changed. Again? I said television has changed in the last two years. I know that. I know you can kind of do it from anywhere. Right now, me and you are doing this in our respective homes. Three years ago, four years ago, we might not have thought that was a possibility. We might have to get up and go and be in the same place. But I have trouble. I know for a fact that that big old ESPN building with all that glass behind it, that is in New York. And I know. That planes exist and probably Jeff Saturday may be flying private, especially back and forth. I don't know about back and forth to Bristol for ESPN, but back and forth to Indy on Ursay's dime, I'd imagine. It's a straight flight. It's a straight flight to New York from Indianapolis. All right, but I just it's the idea that he was he as a consultant, like you as a consultant, you don't need to be there every single day. 
Okay, but I feel like you need to be there quite a bit to understand. He probably is. We don't know how he moves. He probably is. We don't know how he moves. But I do know that he's on TV three, four days a week in in New York. So that's what I'm saying. He can't be there every day. There's only seven days in a week, 24 hours in a day, and he's one man. All right. There's not, there's not like. So what, what other perspective? What other perspective do you want me to say? My well, thing is here's again, my thing. Here's my thing. So if I was in the locker room, I would be pissed because all right, you fire my head coach, our team's not getting the job done. Whatever, I can deal with that. Guys get cut, whether I think it's the right decision, wrong decision, that's what whatever. But the idea that you're not going to then elevate somebody who's already here, knows what we're doing, knows the terminology, knows the nomenclature, to then. Bring in this guy who is from way outside, like but not, he's not, not a part. He's but he's not a part of my day to day observation. He's not a part. He can't be because he's on ESPN day to day. Like that's where he is. He's not here. So I mean, it's just like I, I don't know. The most he was he consulting on Zoom. Elevate who? Look, you're the one that decided to fire the head coach right now. I think you should just let it ride. But if you're gonna fire him, don't tell me that you're hiring this guy. Like all right, so I guess so. This elevate is what I Gus, say. elevate Gus Bradley because he's a former head coach. Like that. Was Boom, sense, John right? Fox. Boom, there you go. Reggie Wayne, let him get his first shot at, at making the doing the day to day jobs of a head coach. Boom. I'm there, all for. Like, I'm all for the. I'm, here's the thing. I'm all for. Like that's a discussion. Like hey, Reggie Reggie Wayne's in the Ring of Honor. Reggie Wayne was on those Colts teams. Reggie Wayne's has just Reggie Wayne has just as much credibility to be the head coach. As to Jeff Saturday, but my whole thing is, and this is this goes for in terms of like anybody that we vouch for for head coaching positions, we vouch for for general manager positions. Like, does Reggie even want the job? Like, does Reggie even want to be a head coach? You know, there's other guys we throw we throw their names in the hat for general managers or head coach, but do these guys even want these positions? You know, did Jeff Saturday? Probably. Like, <laughs> did Jeff Saturday Probably. before today? Probably. Probably did. Do, I don't do know I, the discussions that he has with Ursay and everybody else. I don't, you know, perhaps that's probably why he's he wants to be, like him him being a consultant allows him to have flexibility to be on TV as well. I always told people, like, when I'm done, when I was done playing, I didn't want to go be a coach because a coach is a full-time commitment. I played, you know, I had the fortune of playing 12 years and I was really invested where sometimes, you know, I don't get home till 10 o'clock at night. I will, I will come home, eat dinner, then go back to the facility and study. And I was, and I remember the coaches would be there till like midnight. I'm like, y'all need to go home, you know, like go home to your families. And I didn't want that. So, you know, him being a consultant allows him to still be around football and, and still, and still the flexibility to do that too. So, but my thing is like, how do we like? I'm all for. I agree. Like, yes, Reggie should have been considered. Perhaps he was, but who's to say like Reggie even wanted that job? You know, unless we know like how guys are day to day, or we have spoken to these people, we can't ke- just keep throwing names in the hat or arguing for people who don't want these positions. Like, someone could so, be like, "Well, you need Will Blackman needs to be the DB coach of the Carolina Panthers. They just fired a DB coach. He needs to be it. Someone could fight to the death for me." to be the defensive back coach for the Carolina Panthers, not knowing like, bro, I'm not really trying to coach. I appreciate you, but I don't, I don't, who says I want that job? Uh, I, f- I feel like, and I have nothing to base this off of besides the fact that 
you say him being a consultant allows him to be a part-time, you know, to have a foot in the door. Like, well, it means he was a full-time something else. He was a full-time TV guy. Like Jeff Saturday at his uh, four games over 500 high school football coaching record in Georgia couldn't have thought that this was the right. But, like, the only way that I think that this is justifiable is a way that either, like, if I was a player, if I was a player, it's regardless. Because now you've put me in a position where this tank is so aggressive that, like, like if I was the owner, Stephen Ross, from Dolphins, I'd be so pissed. Because I tried to get my capable coach to tank with Brian Flores, and he ended up getting me in a lawsuit for it. What I should have done, if I'm him, is fire uh, fire Brian Flores midway through the season, which nobody would have had questions with. They were like one and seven or whatever. And then hire, like, I don't know. I can't even think of a Zach Thomas. To come and coach, the, the, to be the head coach of the Dolphins. No, Jason Taylor, because he was he actually was coaching high school. Okay, so Jason Taylor then. Jason Taylor to come coach the Dolphins, right? And, 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 and while we're at it, have Joy Taylor go be the offensive coordinator. Because clearly, like, and you know, and tell him, hey, go do, go do your best. You know what I'm saying? Like, go do your best. Go go figure it out. Because, like, what do you, what do – if, if if Jeff Saturday goes and he's successful, then that means every head coach in the history of head coaching, the whole resume and the pipeline, all of that stuff that they've been telling us about why guys can't get head coaching jobs, white, black, or, or indifferent, uh, is, that's all a joke, right? Because why, why do you need to be groomed? Jeff Saturday just did it straight from TV. But, like, I just – if well, I was an owner, here, I'd be pissed off thing. because clearly they're tanking for a quarterback – and it's well, like the whole the way the sports work is is like the idea that somebody tasked is trying to win. The thing with in terms of, you know, him getting to the front of the line over other, you know, African-Americans or, you know, people of color to get that position. It, it, at the end of the day, it comes down to who's making the decisions. Because we can we can groom people all day. We can, you know. We could have a, a, you know, we could have a white head coach who has an all black staff and grooming them. But at the end of the day, whether they're qualified or not, let's just say they all are qualified. It comes down to you need more people in color who are making decisions from an owner executive standpoint. That's that's really that's really what it comes down to. Well, that, that's so pretty much my takeaway when it comes down to all of these things, because as we see. There is no prerequisites that's necessary, right? There's no, no prerequisites. It's, it's, There's it's, no pipeline. It's who There's you no wanna, steps. It's who you like. It's who they it's like who and you who like. they want. It's who you want to hang out with, who you want to have a beer with, who you want to chill with. That's it. That's that's even, even when coaches are hired, I've seen a lot of coaches just hire all their homeboys and it end up backfiring because when you usually when you get a job and you hire your homeboys, they're kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of good because I don't have any stress because my friend hired me. You know what I'm saying? So in most cases, they might take they might take it for granted and not really give the best effort. Where if you end up going to a situation where you hire people who desire to get better, like they have aspirations, then that's something else. Like when the when the Rams went after it and they were like, we're going to hire McVay because this, this dude is like he, he he's ready to do it. And he truly that's what he wanted. He wanted to be a head coach. It just came sooner than he expected. Well, speaking of look, a guy I got who, me, a, I got me a ring, bro. Hop, 
Oh, that's my Super Bowl ring. That's, I thought that was my high school ring. I got a high school championship ring. Maybe I should go coach. I mean, why not? You know, Hackett's on the block. Shannon Sharp. You know, he all he does is a morning a morning TV show. According, you know, he be able should be able to do both. According to these guys, you know, maybe you could just fly consult. out of LA into Denver consult. in the Consult. Consult just means be in meetings and give advice. That's what consult means. You could be in well, meetings from like Josh McCown was a he was a he was a players slash coach and he was living in Texas and he was zooming in with the Jets from home in Texas. And how That's is the that world capable? we live in now. That's the world we we live in now. You ain't got to be there. Zoom. Look at us. I mean, I, Look, that's hold awful. on, hold on, hold on. Look at us. Huh? Not me. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, bro, like, you want to go ahead and do Look an absentee Look at us, Martin. Look at us. You want to do an absentee mail-in, uh, mail-in head coach. You know, the Red States won't be happy with that. I guess it's a good thing that the Colts uh, logo. I'm not there. arguing about a temporary coach. Well, Sean McVay might be a temporary coach, but he's actually the head coach right now because he said he's going to retire from coaching. What's the current group of Rams players with Safford, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, you know, Jalen Ramsey and them are retired. And news just came across the uh, a timeline that says uh, Matthew Stafford is in concussion protocol as of Wednesday. Did you know? Quick, who's the Rams backup quarterback? Um. I know who he is. I know what it looks if like. If you listen to Mr. Lister on Spotify Live with Dave Damashek the other day, uh, what is it, Eddie, Tuesdays at 4 o'clock Eastern, whatever, but Tuesdays or whatever time it was, you would have known. Because I know they have, they have a quarterback. I know Perkins is there. He's 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 the third string. Uh, no, Wolford. Yep, John Wolford. John Wolford. It looks like he's trending to get the start as uh, the news of Matthew Stafford. Okay, I just named the whole quarterback room. Wolford Congratulations, you football analyst. Good job. No, no football fan. Uh, f- football fan. So what are you over there doing in London then? Just football fanning? Absolutely. Just talking about ball. Okay. All right. I'm, that's how, I'm sure that's how they sign all your checks. Will Blackman, football fan. As you go and do fan stuff in studio, like, like this whole like, fan situation you got here with your microphone, Absolutely. your little underground podcast. But, yeah, so shut up about the show. Yeah, it's underground, you know, young little little uh, startup uh, Omaha production started by Peyton Manning. Have you heard of him? You know, yeah. yeah. Listen about about Sean. Fan. That makes sense with Sean because. He, he is so – speaking of the coaches that stayed there till the crack of dawn, he was one of those coaches that was so – he's so invested in football. Like everything he does revolves around football. And I think when this when, – when these dudes peace out, I think he's ready to like be invested in his family life, you know? I think that's probably what it was. That's probably – and that makes sense. I think he's like, hey, you know, once the, once these guys are out of here – because he already did, he already did the miraculous. He went and got a Super Bowl title for the Rams. Boom, done deal. You know, help help them become Hollywood. Help become you know, help with that new stadium, new uniforms, everything. So I think this is a matter of like, hey man, when this is all said and done, you know, I think he's gonna after you know after seeing if that's I don't know the true story with Tom and Giselle, but if she's like, hey, come be home, stop playing ball. You know, I pre probably is thinking about that. Like, look, let me. 
Let me just finish this up and go back to the crib and, and, and be a husband and a dad. It's the truth, though. Some guys get so you get so involved in that. And, and I would say, like, I was I was obsessed with football. I am obsessed with football. And I had to learn to truly like when I get home, like, just let me put my bags down. Let me just be be home. That's why I would go back to the facility later on and study there versus come home and kind of isolate myself to, to study. So I will come home and just be invested, my wife and the kids, and just and just do that. And I think he's in the, in the space where he's like, once this is done, I'm done. Well, that almost happened. Well, I, first of all, I completely agree with leaving work at work, which, I mean, the last three years have thrown that to the wind. Just ask Jeff Saturday, apparently. Right. Yeah, I know, right? He hires a head coach from Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, but uh, you need to stop no, it. <laughs> no, you know what? No, the last thing I'll say about it is he's part of the, he is part of the organization from as a consultant. All right, well, you know it, what? It's, then? Okay, it's no, not you're like you're gonna sit here and like tell when, me that you're in the 25th like when, quartile, top quartile, this and that, and third. You're gonna tell me that you like Jeff Saturday because he's not gonna make analytics decisions. He's gonna go out there and make football decisions. All right, you I know didn't what? Say any go of that. win, go win football I didn't games. See, I didn't see any of that. I, well, then you didn't watch Jim Irsay's press conference trying to justify this I just, I just joke know, of a hire. There's nothing to justify. It is what it is. That's his homeboy. Um, that's, that's all that needs to be said. But I am interested to see them play the Raiders after he said that they're terrible on Twitter. So that's going to be fun. Well, the Raiders are terrible. They are. Speaking of the terrible Raiders, they cut their fourth first-round pick since 2019. Jonathan Abram couldn't <laughs> find a trade partner for him. They just decided, you know what? We'd rather you not play football for us. Like, and then, you know, it's uh, two of them, uh, you, you know, are, you know, criminals, you know, between Damon Arnett and Henry Ruggs and Alex Leatherwood just couldn't play. Jonathan Abram was, couldn't stay healthy. But, you know, the Raiders just moving to Las Vegas. I mean, Josh McDaniel is blown. How many 20 point leads? I've lost count. <laughs> it, it, Eddie, help us out. <laughs> it's a tough scene. It is it is super tough, man. And it's just um by the way, like who was it? I think my buddy Lawrence Tynes put out that Mike Mayock is probably the worst GM of all time. Uh because of the Oh wait, another made. guy hired right from TV. I can't wait to see how this call situation works. Anyway, go ahead. John Lynch was straight from TV. All right. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just want to let people know, like, <laughs> Mike Mayock did not have final say. It was John Gruden. Stop putting it all on Mike. I learned it firsthand when I was almost a Raider. I was almost a Raider in 2019. Did I tell you that already? Uh-huh. No. So this is what's funny. So I was in London doing my thing. Like I was now, 2019. I show up to the Raiders practice as a football analyst, as you say. And so you, I just want to clarify, you weren't. So you are Raiders practice analyst, not fan. Well, according to you, I was an analyst. Okay, um, I and then, at, you know, I was still in shape. I didn't like officially officially retire, but I was still in shape. And then um, started talking to the team. To like Mayock and Gruden, and then they were like, "You want to work out?" So I came back the next day and tried out for the Raiders in London. 
workout wasn't fantastic. They put me on the short list and they were like, short list meaning is like, you're like one injury away from being signed. And then uh, come back to the States. I'm watching every Raider game. Not hoping someone gets hurt, but just wait for an opportunity. <laughs> sure. And so, so one game, Carl Joseph and Marcus Joyner both get hurt. They both get hurt. I pack my bags. I'm like, like, let's go. Like, it's not just one safety, but two down. And so I'm waiting for the call, waiting for the call. And then I'm kind of like, I hit, I hit up Mike. I'm like, what's up? Like, what's the deal? He's like, oh, you know, we're talking about it. I get a side note that they're probably going to bring in DJ Swearinger. And so I'm like, I thought I was one guy away. So I'm like, what happened? And then I see they did bring him in. And then Mike told me, he said, I got outvoted. That's why we didn't bring you in. Right then and there told me like he doesn't have final say. If somebody I know super well who, who, who uh, convinced John Gruden to work me out and I end up killing it and I don't get brought in. That, tell, that told me right there. So is that the reason why Lawrence Tynes said that he was the worst GM of all time? That he didn't sign you or that he worked you out? Shut your mouth, bro. <laughs> I hope you don't feel better. I hope that I hope the allergies just knocks you down. <laughs> no. Well, if that's the case, so this 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 they let John Gruden run this thing into the ground, and Josh McDaniels has got a shovel, and he's just adding dirt on top of the pile because it's like I don't see any path for redemption for them. At least the Broncos, like. Like, you have a defense you can kind of hang your hat on right for right now. The idea that you've you've gotten better as the season. Like, the, like, the Broncos, I would say, had the worst start to the season. And now, as funny as they are, have turned it into a slight modicum of respectability, right? Like, there's teams that people will say are definitively worse than the Broncos. But there was a period of time where you would say, I don't want Russell Wilson. I would rather have every starting quarterback in the NFL, besides Russell Wilson, that's this season that people were saying that. Now, with this Raiders team, do you see any type of, of path to redemption for them in the AFC West? Because I don't. But I, I, here's the thing: despite despite you know all the the drama that John Gruden has caused, he did not run him into the ground. Like they got better every single year. They got better every year. You know. Oh, let me pull up. His first, okay, his first year, they were four and 12. Second uh-huh. year, they were seven and nine. Uh-huh. They went eight and eight. Last uh-huh. year, obviously, you know, they started three and two and they finished 10 and seven uh-huh. with the wild card, with the wild card loss. So, sure, from a. And that t- what, from the a, Raiders from, were from in a, the playoffs. The, the Raiders are in the playoffs the year before he got there, though. Uh, No, two years before he got there. They, they lost in uh, 16. 17, they did not. They got rid of Jack. And then 18, John came. They were 4 and 12, 7 and 9, 8 and 8, 10 and 7. So, despite all of the front office drama that was going on, mm-hmm. they were still competing. It was still, so, I want to say he ran him into the ground. But from, an, from a, what happened was when he left and everyone else left, Obviously, yes, the their their picks, all that stuff. We talked about the AB, all that all that stuff went on, but they were still out there competing. And right now, put it to you like this: Facebook, you know, Meta, whatever it's called, they've been out there competing 
right now, but they're laying off half their workforce. I'm just saying, like, and just because they were out in front and doing well doesn't mean internally everything was going right, as you can see. It's, it, hey, all that matters is what's going on, on the, between the white lines, bro, honestly. When when I was in Washington in 15, there was so much drama going on in the building, we still won the division, despite all the stuff that was going on. <laughs> we still we still, we still end up finding a way to win the division and get in the playoffs. Not, so not everything is not, – not everything is great, you know. At the end of the day, can you just go out there and play? And then, even you know, clearly it caught up to them and everything hit the fan. But, but yeah, it's tough to see what's going on right now with the Raiders and McDaniel's. Um, it's kind of, I mean, this is if they don't beat if they don't beat the Colts this weekend, then I mean, that's by far the saddest game of the week, right? That is by far the saddest game of the week. Like Jeff Saturday on one sideline. Who's to, it's who gonna be the saddest it's gonna be the saddest, but the most watched. What because of Saturday and because of McDaniels is on his last life. I mean, you know what though? I don't know if he's on his last life because drafted Tim I don't Tebow know either. Drafted Tim Tebow didn't do him in, leaving the Colts at pump the fake, He pump fake the Colts. Pump fake the Colts. That right there would have been like, I don't know if I'm going to hire this dude just because of that. Like, that right there would have said a lot. It did say a lot to me. It said a ton. I, honestly, that right there, I think, got Frank Reich a lot of – got a lot of rope because he came in and was like, yeah, I'll make I'll make his I'll make his mess work, right? And you know, and you know what? If he had found a quarterback, he might have been able to do it. But that's – yeah, but – Somebody who feels that they did find a quarterback, the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Like, I don't know, man. I, I never thrown a ball with any speed or velocity, except for from one knee, in case Dave is listening. From one knee on a football field. I I'll throw it a country mile. But Josh Allen has a slight UCL sprain. And I think this is a bigger deal than people are letting on. It's been he didn't have a good second half against the Packers. And then in the loss to the Jets, he really cost them. When there's fumbles early, it's two interceptions, and getting hurt at the end of that game as they lose in MetLife 20-17. to 17. Like, what is your concern? I mean, the Jets, first of all, I think we got to stamp them as good. But secondly, the concern of the Bills going forward and a team that is pretty much Josh Allen or bust on, on the offensive side of the ball, at least. Um, I'm not, I'm not super concerned, um, simply because I think he's just, he's so, he's strong enough to, you know, half Josh Allen, if he could, th- if he could throw 80 yards, he, you know, half of him would throw it 55, which is really all you need. Um, so I'm not super concerned about it. Obviously it's going to be mentioned in case Keenum is, is going to be ready to go if that's the case, but I'm not overly concerned about it. You know, I think for him, he was just upset that he played like trash and he even said it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was, I was, I was not surprised. I was surprised that Jets actually won, but I knew it was going to be a close game. I think we talked about it last week. I was like, the, the Jets played, they played too, too competitively all over the place, you know? And then this was, and you talked about, you want to see, um, Zach Wilson grow up a little bit, mature a little bit, you know? And I think, I think this game, you saw all the above, hence them getting the victory. It was a weird game, right? So I, but that's how it is, though. Again, I, another tweet. I nailed it. 
like my, when Zach Wilson left the game and came right back in, I tweeted that uh, you know, Jets money line was live, and I bet it at four and a, at four and a half to one, and so that was a nice a nice payout. But it was something about the way that Josh Allen fumbled the ball. His first fumble, I was like, oh, I've seen this version of Josh Allen before. It's been a long time, but I've seen this version of Josh Allen before, and it doesn't look good. But like the Jets, I didn't. If they, I think their strategy is if we can limit Zach Wilson, we can run the ball. We're gonna be good. And if, like, so as long as like, I think if you're going, if you're looking at going them going forward against teams that have trouble stopping the run, like I'd I'd be. I will be concerned, uh, especially like a team like maybe like a team like Miami that, you know, we saw Justin Fields run for miles all over them and the Bears run for miles all over that team. I'd be concerned about that team in the division. I definitely I agree with that. I think right now uh, the East is kind of wide open. Did you uh, – speaking of the Dolphins. Did you see Mike McDaniel? What, what he said to uh, first of all, it's not fair that there's he's a McDaniel. He's having a lot of fun. He's having a lot of fun. <laughs> he's having a blast, right? He's but it's not so fair that there's a McDaniel's and a McDaniel. But like, and did you see his? Did you see his press conference where he said what? Where he revealed what he said to Justin Fields during the game? Uh, I saw the. I didn't see the press conference, but I saw the actual video. What did he say? He told him to stop. Yeah, it, like, I- stop killing us. Yeah, he said so in the press conference he said I told him to sit I told him stop scrambling. And then uh <laughs> and then in the press he gets and I was annoyed too because he didn't take the coaching. He kept killing us all game. <laughs> That's what I mean. He's having fun, man. Like it's it's cool, man. It's cool. I like it. Like he's so he's so in the game, but he's having fun while he's in the game too. So I, I like that. I like that's cool. I like that he's his own personality. And he's having a blast. And 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 when you when he's able to do that and have fun, he's still he's he's relaxed. He's allowed to to do the things he's able to do. And and right now, offensively, I mean, they're especially in the passing game. Them boys are are, are rolling, man. It's, it's fun to see. Well, if they they're six and zero in games that two have finishes. Yes. So, I mean, which is a crazy stat to have like in games that someone finishes, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> But uh, so, do you think that uh, that addition of Bradley Chubb here is going to make a big difference? Seeing as he was on the field, new contract minted, and had a total of one uh, assist of, of a tackle. I think it's going to be big because here's the thing too: like when we when we get into like the whole analytical stuff in terms of like you know is is having a shutdown corner beneficial? Is having a Pass rusher beneficial, but there's things that that can't be recorded in terms of like someone's presence being there. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure, he may not affect the play physically by getting sacked or tackled for losses, but you are aware that he's here. You are aware that he's over there. So you have, you know, maybe he gets chipped, or maybe you slide the line a certain way, or or something, something. When you get to the line, you might be looking like, okay, where's Chubb? Like, he, all right, there he is. You know what I'm saying? But that alone sure. is enough. Um, and then eventually, yeah, once once he understands, like, what to try and do defensively, once he gets to the groove and understands all that stuff, uh, once he is able to um, breathe in, in regular weather, 
not that high altitude, um, yeah, he'll be straight. So I think that high altitude supposed think, to have you ready for all types of situations. Right? It's, a, it's supposed to, but it's different. You know, you get that cold in your chest in Chicago. You get that humidity in Miami. Like it's just different, bro. It's not like you coming to Cali and the weather's dry and perfect every day. It's different. It's different. It's, you see how this dry weather's got me. It's not. It's not perfect nah, you for just, me. You just. I'd rather you just a little humidity. You just don't. You just don't wash your hands enough. That's the problem. Oh, this guy. There, I don't wash my hands. Grabbing enough. doorknobs. You're over there grabbing public doorknobs and eating chips right after. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a that's a hilarious line. It sounds it sounds like a quote. You over there grabbing doorknobs, and eating chips, which is nasty, old. <laughs> What else we got? Let's roll. Duh. So, bruh, my, my lemon pepper parlay last week, did you see how disgustingly it lost? Hey, man. I had a fade the Bay parlay. The Green Bay Packers completely choked in against the Lions. Aaron Rodgers is hitting defensive linemen in the helmet with the ball and yelling at ghosts on the sidelines. Bro, they, they ran a play to Bakhtiari. So I have a theory on that. The play to the play to Bakhtiari. I have a theory. You know, Aaron yeah. Rodgers is, is all he's always talking about how he wants to throw the guy, throw the ball to guys he knows, like guys to rhythm with or whatever. Like he want he called that play just to get his buddy a touchdown. Like in that scenario. But, but also too, it's like I always find that the more offensive line catches that you see in the red zone, the less they trust the quarterback generally, right? Like the number one guy I think about like this is Mitch Trubisky, right? He had like probably like four or five trick play touchdowns when he was starting for the Chicago Bears. And I always feel like that happens when you just can't score regularly. But to see him throw that ball, it was a great play by Hutchinson, the second overall pick. But that was the worst throw of Sunday. Was that Aaron Rodgers? That was a pretty bad throw. Yeah, unfortunately, my um, my got my damn parlay got. I didn't know the I didn't know the uh, Panthers were going to get dragged through the mud like that. Man, no we'll get idea. to that in a second. I'm not meaning to cut you <laughs> off, but I got to ask you as a defensive back. Jay, you see what Jalen Ramsey said as he allowed Cade Otten and Scotty Miller, and of course Tom Brady. Just down the field multiple times at the end of the game to finally score a touchdown to end what was like the most boring game of all time. What do you say? He goes, you know, he goes, we got one stop, and he's like, we went out there, and everybody on the sideline was like, man, you know, be ready, be ready, we got to go, be ready to go back out there. And he goes, it shouldn't have to be like that. We shouldn't have had to go back on the field. And I understand that he's right, but it still it still really stings to hear, <laughs> especially when you watch the final drive when it was just no pressure, guys were running wide open. It felt like the Rams. It really felt like the Rams' defense, and I hate to say it, but the body language was like gave up or was tired or whatever. Right. I don't like to say guys gave up. I, you know, it's hard to say they gave up, but. It just felt like, bro, where are y'all? It's hard, yeah. It's it's hard to give up, but it's tough when the uh, when the energy, yeah, right. It's not like they give up, like we don't care anymore. It's like the energy was just like 
kind of all, all hope is lost. You know what I mean? So I know. It's, but all hope wasn't lost. It's, it's, all hope wasn't lost. You had a all hope was no. Point, all hope wasn't. You had a, all hope was you had not a four lost. Point lead. You had to just make a tackle. Just make it. Playing prevent. The playing prevent. Just, just, just rush him. Just, just, hit, just hit him once. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Do something. Oh, that's your. That's right. That's your parlay, isn't it? <laughs> just, ah, Lee. I'm sitting there. I just can't believe I got to. And then I got to sit here all week and here now because Tom Brady's got his divorce finalized. He was able to lead a game-winning drive. Taylor Heineke could have led that drive. If Russell Wilson pre pre high knee hamstrings would have led that drive. No, Russell itself would have. I'm not taking any Russell shade. By Davis way, Mills you, would not way. have turned. Davis Mills wouldn't have turned. I know this. Davis Mills wouldn't have thrown an interception on that drive because everybody was so damn open that they wouldn't have been able to. No defender would have been able to catch even a deflection. No, I'm not taking any Davis Mills slander either. No, I'm off. I, I sold my stock. You can have all of it. Speaking I'm out. Of Russ, speaking of Russ, did you see what Russ said? What? <laughs> Listen, I don't like that tone. All right, I don't I'm, like that I'm tone. just sick of Tom Brady and his sucked-in face. He looks like he's always like doing a, a kissy face every press conference. His whole face is just like built like like, like this he now. Weight. He got that cut weight face. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> he got that cut. He got that cut face face. That nip tuck face. And I gotta sit here and watch freaking thinking. No, because what because what happened? Let me get back to let me get to the Seattle thing. So Pete Carroll was interviewed. And he asked about, you know, relationship with Gino. He's like, Gino Smith has been great. He's using the wristband and we get to get, we get to the office, <laughs> go to things quicker and what have you and speed up. <laughs> he's, and he's, he's like, you know, in the past we had guys that were resistant to that. <laughs> and Russ and Russ says, I, w- I won a lot of games without that wristband. Yeah, Russ. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. I, mean, I would say, I'd say. I'd say both ultimately have a stake in being correct, which is why that situation didn't work anymore, right? Like, it ended up being the tug of war. Somebody was going to lose it because the <laughs> I just like I just like that. Won a lot of won a lot of games without that wristband. Yeah, Russ, say something. Man. Say something. So, what do you make of? Uh, the Chief, the Titans didn't get a first down the entire second half and took the Chiefs to overtime. Well, let's me know that I think Tannehill's job is safe in the meantime. Oh, that's that's yeah, I think that's an <laughs> easy takeaway there. Okay, that's that's, that's an easy takeaway there. That's think, number one. There's two there's two positions on Tennessee's <laughs> office that are not questioned. That start that, back. that's backup quarterback for sure <laughs> and starting running back. <laughs> no time. Um, I don't know. I th- I just think Kansas City just likes to make things difficult and be dramatic. I think that's the whole deal, you know. Um, but those games are always weird, aren't they? Titans and Chiefs. The Titans seem to play. Uh, Patrick Mahomes very well until he rolls out and for like a 20 yard run and then the water falls out. Like, you know, the, yes. the, 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 after that, it's it kind of, it's over after that. Until he's like, enough's enough, guys. All right. Like, let's just, let's get this done. Yeah, 
you know what I've had enough of? Your boy, your boy, Mr. Uh, Cafeteria himself, Kirk Cousins. And <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I, I, I look, yeah, <laughs> every time I see a TikTok of him with all his with, with everybody else's chains on, all I see is uh, all I see is a wild card round exit. That's it. <laughs> That's what I see. No. When we'll I see, see after that. this week when they play Buffalo, we'll see what happens this week. Actually, Look, no. You know what he needs? He needs. He needs another primetime game to get it done. Oh, that, that would be another primetime game to reset the the calculus. I maybe if that's the case to get everything back in order. Because if I got like seriously, on a serious note, like when you're seeing those videos, like the whole joke is that like. Like he is the joke. He's not like. Is it like? It doesn't feel like he's in on the joke. Like you kind of are the joke. I get that he's okay with being made fun of, but it's a difference between the two. And it's like it's like exceedingly not cool. Because like he's not if, cool. Like I put it like this: Are you being a hater today? No, nah, let me listen here. If 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 Josh Allen walked in with a chain. Everyone will be like, oh, man, nice chain, Josh. Dang. Where'd you get that from? You know, Joe Burrow walked in with a chain. Similar, right? No, it's different. Even no. a Jimmy G. No. Because jo- Josh does, I mean, Joe Burrow does wear chains. Okay, so and what, and what do people say when he walks in with them? No, but that's his swag, though. Like, even his right. cardiac so, frames, like, he that's his right. swag. Exactly. exactly. Even when they asked him, they said, is I'm that build- real? He was like, he said, of course it's real. I'm building to my point. If Josh started wearing chains, Josh would have been, like, Josh is no. that's not, he's a hunter, man. That's not his deal. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. But what I'm saying is he walks around like. He does have, like, a cool swagger where it's a like. A cool swagger, right. okay? Yeah. All right. I, your I your you point is well taken no in that he would much. No doubt. If, if he was wearing a chain, it would probably have a duck call on it. Like, I get it. Like, I know what you mean. But he walks around with the swagger that Kirk Cousins does not Kurt's himself very, possess. Kirk's very corporate. Kirk Cousins is very yes. corporate. Which is fine. But I, it's something about watching everybody seemingly make fun of him. And They're he's in on it. Fun. They're not because the vibe that I laughing. get when I see him with all laughing. those changes. They're not laughing at. They're not laughing. So Kirk would honestly. <laughs> you need to be. You need to be on like a flag football team or something and get some camaraderie going on here. You know. Kirk I'm wouldn't do saying- those things. Kirk, Kirk is very conservative and will not do these things. So for him to be on a plane with his shirt off and his chain, he's truly having fun, and they're all having fun. They're they're what are they seven to one right now? They're all having fun. I they're all having fun. Understand that. I understand that. I'm not saying, and I've and I have. You acting like they, you acting like they put the chains on Kirk Cousins. I mean, on a, uh, what's his name on Coach Coughlin. You might as well have Kirk Cousins if he stays in football is going to grow up in 50 years to be Tom. Well, 50 years is exactly 35 years to be a Tom Coughlin. That's my point. That's my point. That is my point. Like it's this thing. It's it's a weird vibe to me. It's this just a man weird who, vibe. Who, he held on to an old school van for like 10 years. It's like putting a chain around Dilbert. Like, I. Dilbert, Dilbert out there winning games. They're loving that quarterback they're winning, right now. They're living that, they're loving that quarterback. He's out there winning games. 
All right. So we all well, we all gonna. Huh, huh, huh. Hey, I know this. Hey, if he doesn't hey, go and get a win hey. this week, if he doesn't go and get a win seven and two, this week, seven and two, and versus the AFC team, we could. Huh. I'm just huh. look. Huh. Ain't no if nothing. There's nothing. There is nothing. There's All right, well, then let's see say. if you pick them as we're going to pick these games next week. Let's see if you pick the Vikings to go ahead and win. Them. I am. Let's I am. Quick... You, want, you want my – yeah, take, want to take a break? You yeah, I want to take now. a quick break. I want to take a quick break, and then I want to talk. Your first bet with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code CAESARFULL, C-Z-R-FULL, and place your first bet. If you win, congratulations. If you don't, you'll get it back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you a thousand tier credits and a thousand rewards credits, putting you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, game tickets, experiences, and more. Must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ontario, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you know someone who has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Cross Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, Mr. Kirk Cousins, since you so high and mighty, they're three and a half point underdogs to the Bills right now. Josh yes. Allen, they say it's day to day. I say it's yes. UCL. I hear that's a year long surgery. Are you taking them three and a half against the Bills? My nervous, my only thing I'm nervous about if Case Keenum comes in, this might be the Case Close Revenge game, okay? He might be coming back. Him and Diggs go, go after Minnesota. I will be nervous. I will be nervous. I'd rather have Josh play in this situation, but I am taking. Oh, you, oh no points. kidding! You'd rather have Josh Allen start over Case Keenum, really? Yeah, yep, right now, because it'd be a Case Keenum revenge game. Yeah, I got uh, the points, Minnesota. You know, I didn't even, I, I didn't do the math on that. I knew that Case Keenum was the backup quarterback, but as then you said, 
Case Keenan to Stefan Diggs, that's the Minnesota miracle, which was the second worst playoff defeat of my fandom lifetime. That one hurt. That one hurt. Well, I'm taking the Vikings too. I'm taking the Vikings too. You, I think you mean the Vikings that, team is really underrated. I think they're a really good regular. That season. and Beastquake? That and Beastquake? Is that the, those two? Beastquake? No, so Beastquake is third. The Rams non pass oh, interference. Oh, the non pass interference. Those those are some tough. Those are three beast like rough losses, bro. Those are those are heart gut wrenching. <laughs> oh, because so, you're like no way. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Well, uh, so because the start the first one, you know, it's the ref's fault. It's a clear violation. Everybody knows it, and he choked. And he choked, and there was no repara- There was no reparation at all. No pay. No nothing. Reprimand. Choked. Huh? Nothing. <laughs> you said poor Randy. No. Oh. He choked. <laughs> all right. Then you had. I mean, you had Case Keenum. We're not, listen, we're not going to. Re- we're not going to repair your heart right now. Let's get to these picks. All right. I don't care you know about what? your feelings when it comes to these games. All right. You're lucky we're on Zoom or on Riverside or whatever it is. I am lucky I'm on Zoom. Otherwise, I have to like go get some Robitussin if I was hanging out with you. All right, here we go. All right. The (laughs) Cardinals are three point dogs. The Rams are cooked after last year. I mean, after last week's loss to to Tampa Bay. Which one are you taking in here? Like Cardinals, Arizona. Call of Duty's been out, but you take Arizona and the points. Why? Yeah, well, because you know what? I saw Buda Baker's little halftime locker room speech, I mean, at the end. Just how, like, I mean, his voice is cracking. Like, let's, let's, let's do this. I feel like right now there's, there's some, there's some stuff going on with the Rams. Everyone's talking now. When things start going well, people start talking, people start chirping, stuff leads into the locker room. We got issues. Arizona is still, they still can do something in a divisional game. I got Arizona with the points. I like Arizona with the points too. Not to just piggyback off what you're saying, but I you don't do have think to piggyback. Rams, it's all good, man. We on the same team, bro. It's all good. Rams are a little broken in my estimation. By the way, I didn't do too bad last. I didn't do too bad great. last week. By the way, you didn't, but you didn't do too great either. What you mean? I lost, I had three. I meant three misses. That's it. Is that how you did on the picks? Goddamn right. <laughs> you better. You better. You better ask somebody. All right. I got screwed by the uh, damn Bears. And the Raiders. Oh, that. Speaking of those, speaking of those oh, same was, Bears, was, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not recapping your losses. We that was in the first segment, buddy. You know what? If I can't recap my losses, the things that broke my heart, I'm not recapping yours. But I'm the older. Lions. I'm, right now, older. I'm older. We can recap mine. I'm older. The hell does that got to do with anything? The seniority. Seniority. All right. Yeah. The Lions, three-point underdogs to the Bears, who, like you just were talking about, they broke your heart. They couldn't stop anybody. They couldn't stop a single thing. The guys were running so wide open. Waddle and Hill were so wide open. They have been all year. They have been all year. So what's going to happen here? Tyreek already has 1,100 yards. What's going to happen this week is that the Lions are going to win. 
That's what's going to happen this week. You're picking the Lions to win back-to-back games? Yep. In the division. Ooh, let's go. Pop, pop, pop. That's insanity. Although, I'm I really like Lions with the point. I like I'm, I like them with the points here, but when we get later, I like them otherwise. Can I do that? Is that possible? Sure. You can do whatever right, the hell you cool. want. I, the thing that's just wild about this is if the Lions win this game, that means they will have, like you just said, win two games in the division in a row, which the last time that happened had to be Jim Caldwell, maybe, right? Wayne Fonts? <laughs> Probably, okay? <laughs> and it, if you're under 30, you don't even know who that is. But like, <laughs> I just know because I was there. Or, but, uh, or not from covered, Detroit. Right, exactly. Uh or uh, the Bears are going to be playing for second in the NFC. The Bears will be second in the NFC North in week 10. Like that, that's, I can't, neither one of those things are I can get behind. I have no idea what I'm going to do. So I guess I'm going to take the Lions in the points just because of kind of like a buy low or whatever opposite of Justin Fields because the whole story this week is how poorly Aaron Rodgers played, you know, instead of like the Lions maybe turning a corner, which, hey, I don't think that they did. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Lions in the points in a game that really should be the saddest of the weekend if the Colts and the Raiders didn't exist. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if Frank Wright was still coaching, that, that would be the saddest game. But the fact that it's Jeff Saturday, everyone's going to be tuned in. To just see what happens. Oh yeah, this t- this this game gets big TV uh, consideration in my no doubt, room. no doubt. What other game interests you on this slate right here? Um, the Chargers and 49ers. All right, I think, why, I think that one. So? Because I just feel like the Chargers is some is a team that everyone was super high on to start with, and they kind of fell under the radar, and, are, and but they're still performing really well. Where now, with, when Trey Lance got the call, people people weren't sure about the 49ers, and now that Jimmy G is you know, back at QB, they made the trade for CMC. He had the hat trick game. Um, and then apparently, I guess, I think Elijah Mitchell's back off IR, which is going to be huge. Um, for the change of pace, yeah, I think, right now, Ford, to, I think that's how they were able to give up Jeff Wilson Jr. Is that right. Elijah Missile was coming back? Yeah, and um, and right now the 49ers, pe- people like them, people like them on, on both sides of the ball. So that's going to be an interesting game, um, because now I think the 49ers on offense they're warmed up. I think is Debo back this week? Um, uh, that was I know that I haven't seen the reports yet, but it was it was being reported going into the bye that that's how it was trending. That yeah. they sat him against the Rams to get him yeah, two they say, weeks yeah. to be able to get right. They said Debo and Juice uh, return to practice this week. Yeah. Um, as in Kyle Juszczyk. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's going to be a fun game to watch. That game could – it could be a lot of points. It could be not, but I think it's going to be a really fun game to check out. So, uh, in that game for me, um, I, I like I like 49ers uh, to cover the the seven. Yeah, well, we're agreeing on all of our picks, and we didn't talk about this beforehand or anything we like did not. that. But I like them too, I, and I I kind of disagree with the Chargers performing at a high level. If the Falcons didn't, the Falcons had two chances to kind of seal that game away, and they just took neither of them. 
Well, I'm saying like they're they're still performing to either com- be either be competitive or win these games. You know, okay. I think despite you know having their issues in the beginning, despite losing you know Keenan Allen uh, to his hamstring, so they're still uh, when people kind of try to people basically wrote them off. They're still playing good ball. All right, well. Let's try to have better luck in our lemon pepper parlays this week. I was so close. Yeah, y'all, y'all would have won some money with me too. Gosh, would have won some money with me too. I had two giving out two dogs on the money line. I was, I mean, I was inches away. Literally yeah, one Jalen Ramsey your, play what, away. But what was there your were so thing, many though? dropped interceptions on that? Line. I mean, Bobby Wagner had a ball that was right there two years ago. He catches that pass. What were you saying? Yeah, but your what was your um your line for your thing? They were both. Through, was, uh, the Lions were. I don't know. I'm saying your your parlay wouldn't have won me a damn thing. Your parlay was yeah, plus, four, plus four plus four plus four ninety three. Yeah, five to one. Mine was twelve sixty seven. And you know what Money. they both did? They both lost. Well, so the, neither okay. one of them cashed anything. So let's take That's a quick fine. break. And before and when then we'll get into our you need a break. parlays right now. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Will, what's your lemon pepper parlay for this week? Um, what's, the, what's Speaking of the uh, NFC North, where I spent majority of my career uh, playing against these two teams, the Vikings and Lions, both money line. Let's do it. There's my lemon pepper. Yes. You take it. Yes. Vikings. Vikings, Vikings over the Bills money line. Lions over the Bears money line. Kirko Cousins. <laughs> you take you in. You're backing Jared Goff to go two and zero. Dan Campbell, who has won less than ten games in his NFL career, to win two back to back. All right. Turn up. Turn up. Good luck. You know, I'll just you. roll the dice. I don't want to sit here and play safe. I don't want someone to you know. Oh yeah, I may play the safe bet and want a little bit. No, let's go. We don't need wristbands. We don't need wristbands. You need passports for my lemon pepper parlay. Oh, really? You say you don't want a safe bet? I'll give you a dangerous bet. Gutentag, my friend. I'll give you a dangerous bet. I'm betting against international superstar Thomas Patrick Edward Brady in in Munich, Germany. It's literally the longest flight an NFL team has had to take for the Seattle Seahawks all the way from Seattle to Munich. I'm banking on the fact that these guys are young. Russell Wilson, 
already are, look, Russell Wilson went over and won it overseas. Now the Seahawks got to go and do the same thing. Beat the Broncos outright. I'm taking them on the money line. Another fade the Bay situation there. And my last other leg of my lemon pepper parlay, Thursday night action. I'm taking the Falcons on the money line again. So I got, I'm taking a favorite and I'm taking the dog. I'm taking the Falcons on the money line. It's not as juicy as, as, as last week. But I count on them to win. The Panthers are a terrible team, and it's gonna, I feel like they're going to bounce back a little bit from the embarrassment they had in Cincinnati, but not so much. And that game with the DJ Moore helmet, a lot of weird things happen. Weird things happen when you bet on the Falcons. So God bless us all, but I'm taking them on the money line. That's my parlay. Atlanta money line, Seattle money line. Let's see. Will, what are your final parting thoughts for the Lemon Pepper Parlay audience? Uh, my fi- my final parting thoughts are I have none. Well, thank you for your insight and candor. You know, <laughs> my, here's my ahead. thing. My like I said, my thoughts and put it my thoughts in so because my, my thoughts and my, my thoughts are my own. My thing is I'm not gonna argue about a temporary coach job. Um the Jets are I, I like the Jets a lot, believe in them competitively. I know every year we we get hyped about the Vikings. And they're the dark horse, and they end up getting bounced early. I believe in the Vikings, and I think, I think it might be a wrap for Green Bay. Those are my final thoughts. Okay, I'll give you that. My final thoughts: Michael Parsons should be getting serious consideration for NFL MVP right now, and Tyreek Hill should be should be the leader. And. I got, I'm glad we agree that uh, if well, if it is a quarterback, it should be Mahomes. But I, I it think that is, if there was ever a year to give it to somebody who is not a quarterback, this is your year. As we've seen, it's been pretty up and down. But that's your lemon pepper parlay for this week. Well, good luck out there, even though it drove me crazy today. <laughs> <laughs>